0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on a number of events that were cancelled or postponed due to COVID-19. One of those being the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Officials with the Provincial Exhibition of Manitoba have decided to cancel this year's Royal Manitoba Winter Fair due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The event was slated to take place in Brandon during the week of spring break. I got the details from General Manager Ron Christensen.
1: The Provincial Exhibition Executive Board met yesterday afternoon, and and uh, on recommendations and and information we received directly from. From Manitoba Health and through the City of Brandon's emergency preparedness, it uh, it was just apparent that the the social distancing requirements that they're that they're recommending is it's just impossible to do at an event like the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair. So, the incredibly difficult decision was made: cancel.
0: The event will be outright canceled, or will it be postponed?
1: It's you know at this point the whole whole premise of the winter fair revolves around it being on the spring break from schools and and all of that and the timing of the year for the the horse competitions and those type of things so at this point it's cancelled and what parts of it we may be able to build into uh, a different kind of event a different piece of our one of our other events um, obviously looking at all the options this this whole process was uh, kind of a 18-hour trip from the announcement by the World Health Organization that uh, led us through a, a pretty quick trip down assessing the facts and uh, making some difficult decisions. So going forward, um, we are in the event business, and we generally have a lot of energy to drive events. So we'll, we will be adding to all of our events and carrying on from there.
0: Now I know this is a big event. Um, you know, what's with the cancellation? What what impact is that going to have on on I guess your organization and and just the Brandon area in general? It's
1: a, you know it's a huge a huge piece of of our organization. Um, the, the the winter fair is by far our largest event of, of the events we do, and for the the community, um, it's been several years since we did an economic impact assessment. Uh, at that time, it was sneaking up to $12 million of money brought into the Brandon community by the Winter Fair. Uh, if I had to hazard a guess, I would say it would be north of $15 million that will not be coming to Brandon because we don't have this event.
0: Are there refunds that need to be made, or, or what are some of the things that need to be done?
1: For sure. You know, we're reaching out personally to all of our uh, all of our exhibitors, all of our trade show vendors, that type of thing. Anybody that has bought tickets, we will be uh, figuring out a refund process here. It's going to take us a little bit, but we will uh, be in contact. So we certainly appreciate the, the support and the patience of all our friends as as we work our way down a path that we're not real familiar with
0: how long has this event been going on has there ever been a year where, where it didn't uh, didn't happen
1: yeah it's uh, this would have been the 115th royal Manitoba winter fair so we winter fair we've been royal for 50 um, it has been canceled in the past in 1952 there was a an animal health concern a livestock disease outbreak that canceled the fair was the last time it was cancelled
0: that was ron christensen general manager of the provincial exhibition of manitoba talking about the decision to cancel this year's royal manitoba winter fair a look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up good afternoon i'm Corey canute the royal manitoba winter fair has been cancelled due to the covid 19 pandemic The event was scheduled to take place in Brandon during the week of spring break. Ron Christensen is General Manager of the Provincial Exhibition of Manitoba.
1: The Provincial Exhibition Executive Board met yesterday afternoon and on recommendations and and information we received directly from Manitoba Health and through the City of Brandon's emergency preparedness, it was just apparent that the social distancing requirements that they're recommending, is it's just impossible to do at an event like the Roman Trouble Winter Fair. So the incredibly difficult decision was made.
0: This would have been the 113th edition of the Winter Fair. The last time it was cancelled was back in 1952. And as a precaution against COVID-19, organizers have decided to postpone this year's Discover Agriculture in the City event, which was originally scheduled to take place tomorrow at the Forks. A new date will be determined for later this spring. And the Canadian red meat industry has made a $50,000 donation to the Canadian Red Cross to support their work with the Red Cross Society in China in responding to the COVID-19 outbreak. The Government of Canada is working with the Canadian Red Cross and their partnership with the Chinese Red Cross to provide medical supplies and support towards the efforts to prevent and control the spread of the infection and support the work of local hospitals. And Manitoba Farmers with Disabilities is in the process of winding down the organization. Chairperson Don Minnie says they made the decision at their AGM last fall due to a decline in membership. She talked about one thing they'd like to do before shutting down.
2: We're looking at establishing a scholarship through uh, University of Manitoba in the bioengineering department because they were quite instrumental in coming up with uh, a great big manual that we uh, we helped them develop about different assistive tools that uh, farmers can use uh, you know, to continue farming and uh, just to help make things easier on the farm if you've been injured.
0: Many would like to thank all the volunteers and sponsors for their support over the years. Manitoba Farmers with Disabilities was formed in the late 1990s. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Knut. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Prairie Ag Wire for Friday, March 13th. I'm Corey Knut. Coming up today, we'll chat with National Farmers Union President Katie Ward. The agriculture world is also feeling the impact of the COVID nineteen pandemic. I caught up with National Farmers Union president Katie Ward.
3: Clearly, that's it's an evolving situation, and and we all need more information. I mean, just just like any planners, we always want to have as much information as we can. Um, a big concern is going to be the temporary foreign workers program, um, and and what um, impact health screening or. Um, Isolation measures are going to have on that program. Um, we've uh, we've started investigating that ourselves in the National Farmers Union, and um, we're hoping to have some advice for our members um, coming up shortly, and to engage in discussions with AAFC on the topic. Um, but uh, it's it's very much evolving. Um, I, I think that's probably going to be the the first felt. Um, area of impact uh, when it comes to that. Um, normally, as farmers, we're, we're generally pretty isolated individuals. Um, so from that point of view, it, it's, not, uh, it's not as um, urgent uh, for farmers themselves. It's that time of year where there are uh, you know planning sessions and conferences still going on, and so we do need to, to be uh, mindful of that.
0: That was Katie Ward, president of the National Farmers Union. Glendalee Allen Vossler took in the West Central Egg Outlook earlier this week and caught up to John Drieger with Leftfield commodity research to get an update on the markets and with spring seeding not that far off what it could mean for
4: acreage. Any discussion about markets is sort of going to be uh, sort of clouded by, by this wider uncertainty that's going on in, in outside markets and the geopolitical climate, coronavirus and so forth. So 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 there's definitely a great big element of, of I don't know. I think that would only be honest about how anyone is looking at these markets. But, but if we sort of stripped away some of that outside noise, I think in the case of canola, you know, certainly I think that there's prospects for, for some pretty reasonable demand through the second half of the crop year here. I think if we can get our logistics in order, you know, export demand, should be reasonable crush remains strong and so you know I'd be cautious to say that I'm really friendly canola prices again the uncertainty uh, uh, you know clouds that but but also um, I I think that you know I would say cautiously optimistic that maybe canola prices hold up relatively better uh, than they uh, might otherwise given all the all the uncertainty and the negativity that's sort of swirling around right now. Pulses, peas, lentils. Pulse markets have really benefited from really strong demand, and so I think as we look forward to the towards the tail end of the year, again, I'm not sure that I would say that there. I would you know bullish is probably too strong a word, uh, but the fact that ending stocks should be reasonably tight for for peas and for lentils, uh, demand is good. I think that helps at least help underpin these markets a little bit. Uh, they also uh, certainly, I think, companies are are taking a bit of a cautious approach, so maybe that might reduce some potential business but they don't see the same uh, those crops don't have the same kind of noise and volatility that say futures traded crops do and so I think they've been buffered a little bit by that so I, I think a reasonably firm undertone for, for pulses is, is probably a fair way to look ahead. Durham? Uh, Durham wheat similar to uh, similar to the pulses. I think we have a you know, pretty tight situation globally. Uh, I think that uh, ending stocks here in Canada will be very tight uh, export demand is strong and so I think that also helps underpin the market here looking forward and, and, and again it's one that's not as influenced by futures markets which helps Again, I I think from a commercial perspective, companies are taking a bit of a cautious approach given all the dynamics that are out there, uh, but for a crop like Durham, maybe somewhat less impacted. And wheat? And wheat, I think, will be a little bit of a struggle in some ways. I think part of it is, is uh, uh, again, you know, we're getting close towards that winter wheat crop and, and harvest, and there's not too many threats yet to the to the global winter wheat crop. Uh, of course, there's a lot of weather ahead of us, but but I think from a Canadian perspective, we're behind in exports. We may do a little catching up in the second half of the year, but I think wheat is a market that uh, uh, weather will tell the story here going forward. But if we get reasonably normal weather through key growing regions, it'll probably uh, struggle a little bit, I think. Flax? You know, flax prices have been, uh, have been supported by the fact that we've just been really tight for supplies in Western Canada, and that's, uh, that's really helped underpin prices. Uh, but it's more of a uh, shortage of supply rather than a really strong pull from demand. So I think probably a flattish market for flax, based pretty much just on the fact that we just don't have very much of it. Oat. The market for oats on old crop, I think, should hold relatively steady because, uh, uh, again, supplies are reasonably tight, particularly for good quality oats. I think where we have some concerns is as we look ahead to new crop, we think we'll see a big bump in acres. If we have reasonable yields and quality, I think that's a market that quickly becomes oversupplied. And so I think when we look into next crop year, you know, some caution to the downside with oats.
0: Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with producers with seeding a few weeks away now?
4: You know, it it really is an uncertain time. And I think kind of how we view it is from, let's just say, a long-term perspective. Uh, You know, I don't know that this coronavirus situation will be negative for, say, for demand in general for, for crops. Uh, when we look from a longer term perspective, people still need to eat. And and so ag commodities should be relatively less impacted than say something like crude oil, which if people don't fly or don't travel, that's just simply lost demand. However, within all of that, there's just an enormous amount of uncertainty in the shorter term. And so, uh, you know, it really is hard to navigate in in the shorter term in terms of how this will play out. So again, I would just say from, uh, you know, farmers should just be aware of the, the risk that they're comfortable taking, understanding what their maybe exposure is and terms of their their business and uh, just having a good handle on that but uh, certainly the next couple of months could continue to be tumultuous based on just the you, just the sheer uncertainty of the situation and i think it's uh, you know financial markets are reflecting that even more so than green markets
2: that's john Draker with left field research one of the presenters at the west central ag outlook for golden west I'm Glendalee
0: Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Given the ongoing developments in terms of COVID-19, a number of events have been postponed or cancelled. The Discover Agriculture in the City event, originally scheduled for tomorrow at the Forks, has been postponed. The Manitoba Pork AGM, scheduled for March 25th, has been postponed. And the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair, happening March 30th through April 4th in Brandon, has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon... As a precaution against COVID-19, organizers have decided to postpone this year's Discover Agriculture in the City event, which was originally scheduled to take place tomorrow at the Forks. A new date will be determined for later this spring. Here's co-chair Laurel Lyons.
2: So we made the decision yesterday, um, just given the ongoing developments in terms of COVID-19. We wanted to kind of follow the social distancing advice outlined by the province of Manitoba. And um, our organizing committee decided to postpone the event. So originally scheduled for the Saturday, March 14th at the Forks. But as a precaution, we are going to pick a new date uh, sometime in late spring.
0: This event will hopefully go on um, then at a later time, right?
2: Correct. Yeah, we've got every we've spent so much time planning and um and organizing and it's such a valuable event for, to, for us to have here in the city of Winnipeg, especially at the Forks. So, we want to take advantage of, you know, everything that we've already done and and put the event on uh, at a time that's more appropriate.
0: Tell us a little bit about the event, what it's about, and you know, how many people does it usually attract?
2: I'm not exactly sure how many people we we generally get numbers from the Forks um after the event but easily a few thousand. Um, The event is just one day. It starts with the University of Manitoba food fight where students can present their new food items to a panel of judges. Um, And then that follows up with some hands-on interactive activities with some of the other uh, groups. So Manitoba Pork had a big magnetic uh, Know Your Cuts uh, puzzle, Canola was going to come and do a canola crush with uh, with the public, and then we've got some other groups such as the Farm and Food Discovery Center, uh, Richardson Center for Functional Foods. Um, so people to set up with information, recipes. Um, we had a few farmers lined up to come out and, and talk to the to attendees as well. So it's a great event. Run we run it from ten to four, and last year was really well attended. Um, so just a great opportunity for us to get in front of the Winnipeg uh, public and talk a little bit about agriculture.
0: How many years has this been taking place?
2: Between 15 and 20.
0: Uh, has there been a situation in the past where, where it has been cancelled? or No. No,
2: This is the first time that we've had to cancel it. So it's, it's changed and evolved over the years. We used to run it over three days. Um, within, I guess, the last two or three years, we've knocked it down to uh, just one day. Um, but we've packed it full of activities, and we the event has evolved and changed with the forks. The forks has gone through a lot of changes as well over the last few years, so we've kind of changed to fit their model as well.
0: How difficult was it to to cancel this event on sh- uh, such short notice?
2: Oh, yeah, it was. It, you know. <laughs> We went back and forth kind of all day. It was it was not an easy decision to make, but we think it's the most responsible decision. So
0: what other decisions need to be made? Are there are there refunds that need to be made? We've reached out to
2: the vendors um, that we were working with and um, because we're just postponing it, they're holding our credits and um, we'll we'll go ahead with those vendors you know later in spring once we pick another date.
0: That was Laurel Lyons, one of the co-chairs for this year's Agriculture in the City event, which was originally scheduled to take place tomorrow at the Forks. It's been postponed to a later date. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Officials with the Provincial Exhibition of Manitoba have decided to cancel this year's Royal Manitoba Winter Fair due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The event was slated to take place in Brandon during the week of spring break. Here's General Manager Ron Christensen.
1: This would have been the 115th Royal Manitoba Winter Fair. So, we've, or Winter Fair, we've been Royal for 50. It has been cancelled in the past. In 1952, there was a, an animal health concern, a livestock disease outbreak that cancelled the fair. was the last time it was cancelled. Um, and I believe uh, once or twice during the war years early in the history of... of uh, the Winter Fair in Brandon, so it is—it's uh, not uncharted territory.
0: Christensen says the Winter Fair is their largest event of the year, noting the financial loss to the Brandon area could be more than fifteen million dollars. Manitoba Pork's Board of Directors has decided to postpone the 2020 AGM and banquet scheduled for March 25th until further notice due to the uncertainty surrounding the spread of COVID-19. The 2019 annual report and financial statements will be distributed at the end of the month. Farmers are busy finalizing their plans for spring seeding. Marlene Borsch with Mercantile Consulting says that Canadian wheat exports will be below expectations, adding the recent rail issues will likely have an impact. Borsch notes world wheat prices are now also starting to drift lower. Given the Apple global supplies. Particularly as we're going towards new crop markets now on wheat, um, you know, that shift happens a bit more quickly than most farmers anticipate because in other origins they harvest earlier. Um, And there's new crop wheat being traded internationally, um, so, uh, and along with old crop wheat, yeah, so I'm certain we have been very careful to offer when we weren't sure if we can supply. Bohr says she's also not convinced that China will be buying much U.S. wheat under the so-called Phase 1 trade deal between the two countries. And Rosenort-based K-Tech Earthmovers has announced a merger with Ashland Industries based out of Wisconsin. The newly merged organization will be headquartered in Rosenort with manufacturing and service locations in both Manitoba and Wisconsin. There will be no management changes at either company as a result of the merger. The move will create one of the largest earth-moving equipment manufacturing companies in the industry. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program.